Did you know some travel credit cards offer 10x points on your spending? Don't miss out on big rewards for your next trip. NerdWallet lets you compare smart travel credit cards side by side, curated by an expert team of finance nerds. What could future you do with better travel rewards? A free flight? A room upgrade? Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. In recent weeks, we've really focused on some ways that listeners can boost their income. Uh, So whether that's through starting your own side business and growing your network like Hala talked about, or when we talked with local realtor Alan about diving into investing in real estate, well... What better way to test the waters? While you are away, your home could also earn extra income. That's right. Your empty space could be an Airbnb while you're traveling, because that's all you need to become an Airbnb host. It's a lot easier than you think, and you don't need to Airbnb your entire house. You could just host your extra spare room. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. Supercharge your work decks with AI-powered Canva presentations. All you do is start with a prompt. You describe your, your presentation in a few words, and Canva presentations will generate captivating slides that you can then customize in seconds. Canva presentations are designed for every workplace and every department. Whether you work in sales, marketing, HR, ops, and more, Canva presentations can generate any deck you want for work. Sales decks, marketing presentations, onboarding plans, you name it. Any department can save time on any presentation with AI. Generate slides in seconds with Canva presentations at canva.com. Designed for work. Upswell Marketing would like to remind you that when customers choose your small business, they're really choosing you. So focus on super serving your existing customers and let Upswell handle the pipeline generation of new leads and customers. Upswell specializes in developing customized direct response campaigns and is now offering a no obligation free assessment of your current marketing strategies. Not to mention new customers also receive 15% off their first order when they mention that they heard about Upswell on this podcast. For more information, visit upswellmarketing.com. That's upswellmarketing.com. Welcome to How to Money. I'm Joel. And I am Matt. And today we're discussing reliable rides, a build back blow up, and gifting crypto. Right, this is a very festive Friday flight uh, where we're going to cover a bunch of different stories we came across this week, how it's going to impact your money. And it's not festive in the sense that we've got a bunch of stories about Christmas trees and snow, that kind of thing. <laughs> uh, although, sadly, yeah, so I do have a question for you. There's a story recently about uh, gifting cryptocurrencies. Yeah. Uh, more folks are doing this. This is a feature that's actually built into Coinbase, right? Uh, which is one of the largest cryptocurrency exchanges where you can do that for free. You're not charged any fees. So, depending on what platform you're with, make sure that you are aware of any fees. But what are your thoughts in general about, uh, yeah, giving somebody cryptocurrencies that's a good question um well first i want to wish you a happy birthday because christmas eve oh, it's yeah. not just christmas eve okay. it's also your birthday that's right and thank you sir yeah so if you want to send still in my 30s matt cryptocurrency <laughs> for his birthday you can do that i think that's actually what he's trying to get out here oh should i go ahead and put my at least put my like my cash handle <laughs> yes. on my Venmo? Uh, yes i guess with coinbase can't, uh, there's like a unique url that you get maybe i should get that set up so folks can just send me some crypto direct we'll put it in the show notes <laughs> i'm sure people will start sending you bitcoin and we drops. won't do that <laughs> All right. So my thoughts on gifting cryptocurrency are, well, one, I didn't realize that apparently 
people want cryptocurrency as a gift. I saw this like magnify money survey okay. saying that a lot of Americans, something like two thirds of Americans want investments as gifts of those folks the number one investment people want as a gift is cryptocurrency. Hmm. So I found that to be interesting. And I guess it makes sense. Like it's popping in the headlines, everybody's yeah. talking about it. And it's like, well, is Bitcoin going to the moon? I want a little bit of that, but I haven't necessarily done it myself. But I guess um, I kind of side on the, let's probably not give cryptocurrency to each other <laughs> as a gift. <laughs> <laughs> and largely because I, I think that there are better gifts to give people, that there are more thoughtful gifts. I do think, though, when we're talking about especially young folks who are interested in investing but haven't yet begun that journey, sometimes the gift of an investment can be the Kickstarter That's into true. getting more interested in getting the ball rolling. I've always found it kind of murky and weird to give an investment, though, because it's like, I'd rather give you cash and then help you open up a Roth IRA because that's better than a brokerage <laughs> account or whatever, um, or then like a a stockpile gift card or whatever. Government bond. I remember yeah. like my friends as, as a kid growing up and they'd like pull out this bond. It was like literally a, you know, printed out as a piece of paper from the U.S. government. And I just remember thinking like, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> like as a kid, I had no clue. Uh, did you ever have grandparents that would give you like gold coins or like no. silver dollars Wait, or anything like that? You got literal gold coins? Not you got real like... gold. But I guess like the Sacagawea <laughs> dollars were gold, right? Uh, Not I, made of actual gold. I but. always got the uh, $2 bill. So in the in the birthday card as a kid growing up, those are cool too. For like I don't know, like my first ten years receiving uh, the birthday card from my grandparents it was always the uh, the the rare two dollar bill. But I I do hear what you're saying. I, I do think that kind of mindset shift that can allow someone to start thinking of themselves as an investor, even if it's a cryptocurrency. I I yeah I don't know. I, I'm I'm kind of struggling with it because <laughs> I don't want people to invest there if they haven't invested anywhere else. But when it comes to whether or not it makes a decent gift, like I almost see it as like when someone sometimes folks will gift um, lottery tickets, like scratch-offs, which I've never done. I don't think I've even ever received lottery tickets as a gift before, but I'm for it. I'd be okay if somebody did that because it can just be a really fun thing. Gifts in general, they're not things that you're giving because somebody needs something, right? right? It's, right. It's, it's sort of like this cherry on top. It's just, it's just this little extra thing. That's why gifts of underwear and socks are the worst, because like, that's not the <laughs> that's point of That's something I literally need. That's utilitarian. Uh, <laughs> I'll go get it myself, okay? Thank you. And just generally speaking, with how we view cryptocurrencies, right? Like, we think that if you are investing in your tax-sheltered accounts first, that it is okay if you have uh, up to 5% of your money, of your portfolio, within cryptocurrency. There's just been more trust, and as more institutions and individuals are coming into the space, it continues to provide these layers of trust, and this network of cryptocurrency continues to build out. Uh, I do think it's becoming more and more proven. So generally speaking, you and I, we're okay with a little bit of cryptocurrency, but whether or not it should be a gift or not, it sounds like you're on the I'll pass side of it, and I'm on the uh, I'll take it <laughs> side of things. Yeah, I'm more on the fence. Like, but I probably actually I know I'm not giving cryptocurrency to anybody yeah. this year. And no I've never I. I've never gifted I'm not a, gonna give you an either. I've never gifted stocks or the gift of an index fund to anybody either. I guess I just think that investing is something that's like an individual choice almost. And it's too uh, personal? It doesn't strike me as a gift. Well especially like I said, when we continually uh, talk about people prioritizing tax sheltered accounts if I give them a gift of an individual stock, that doesn't make much sense for my investing philosophy yeah. either. So we, That's of true. course, want people to invest, but maybe uh, cash with a note uh, or a, with a book about investing, something like that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I Maybe like that's that. a better gift. Yeah, a book on investing with a $50 bill bookmark. There you go. <laughs> Which, okay. Not, one a, other... not a $2 bill bookmark, because that's not going to get you far enough. <laughs> not going to get you far. Another real quick aside. How do you feel about the tungsten cubes? So a lot of like the crypto fans, they are uh, getting their hands on like, you know, 
the tungsten cube. You know what I'm right, talking yeah, about? Yeah, I know. It's like a super heavy metal. Um, I don't really care. It looks it sounds like a paperweight <laughs> to me, and I don't really need one. Yeah, it is. It's, <laughs> it's kind of dumb. I'm glad they like but it. But I do, I do want to actually hold one at some point and, and see how heavy. It, like, I'm going to grab it, and when I finally see one, uh, I just want to be able to say, oh, wow, it really is heavy. <laughs> <laughs> and then move on with my it life. It is as heavy as they say. <laughs> All right, well, let, let's move on, Matt. And let's get wonky first with it. So let's uh, let's get a little nerdy here because the Federal Reserve indicated that they would be hiking interest rates three times next year. They announced this last week. Um, it, that's at least in all likelihood what it seems like is yeah. going to happen. When when prior to that announcement, they were thinking they weren't going to raise rates at all next yeah. year. Yeah. It wasn't going to be until 2023, and now they're going to do it three times next yep. year? So it's, a, so it's a quick shift, and it mm-hmm. has people thinking. Uh, actually, I would say maybe most people aren't thinking. Maybe, maybe most people are like, <laughs> boring, don't <laughs> yeah. care at all. My eyes glazed over. I don't listen when Jerome Powell speaks. But that's why they have Matt and Joel to talk about. <laughs> yeah, so maybe we can make it a little more palatable. But yeah, basically, we wanted to let you know what we think this announcement means for your your money, how it's going to impact you. And we think it's going to have impacts in a few different ways. And I got to say, I think it's important to note that the motivation to raise rates is mostly in an attempt to slow the inflation that we've been seeing that has been on all of our minds, at least to a certain extent, as we go shopping, as we go to the grocery store. And you know, rapidly rising prices are becoming a bigger problem. And so raising interest rates in 2022 is one way to slow down the momentum that inflation is currently having. And so I think that's why it's happening. And it makes sense from that standpoint. Yeah, and so hopefully inflation becomes something that we're not talking about on a weekly basis by the time uh, 2023 rolls around. That's certainly a part of the goal here. But there are going to be other side effects of rising interest rates, uh, of the rising benchmark rate that the Fed puts out. And one thing is that if you have a variable interest rate on a home loan, or if you still have some credit card debt, that interest rate will be going up. Keep in mind, this isn't going to be happening overnight, and it's not going to happen by like a shockingly large amount. But if you still have some credit card debt, focusing on paying that debt off makes uh, even more sense in an environment of rising rates. And that's the period of time that we're likely going to enter. Yes, agreed. And Matt, you mentioned home loans with a variable interest rate. Mm -hmm. Well, if you've got one of those, refinancing into a fixed rate mortgage makes more sense, again, in that rising rate environment if you plan to be in that home for a while. And even if you have a fixed rate mortgage, it might make sense to refinance as well, depending on what your current rate is. So yeah, the the writing on the wall, it makes it seem as though rising rates are going to begin to lead to higher mortgage interest rates. That is at least the way things currently uh, stand. But yeah, refinancing, while they're still ridiculously low, can make sense for a lot of people. And and plus, you, you know, you might have a little bit of extra time around the holidays, so it could be a That's great time true. to submit that application. And we've got an article on howtomoney.com. We'll link to it in the show notes that you should check out that kind of gives you what you need to think about uh, when it comes to refinancing a mortgage and how you can go about shopping for the best rate. That's right. And so that's for existing homeowners. I will say too, if you are a first time home buyer and you're starting to look at properties, I don't want you freaking out thinking that, oh my gosh, mortgage rates are going to be on the rise. We got to find a place in the next two months. Uh, Because first of all, it is likely going to be inevitable that we're going to see rates go up from where they are currently. But it's going to take a long time. It's going to be a very gradual process. And so just keep in mind that there are so many other things you need to keep in mind 
before you buy a house. It doesn't need to be about, you know, rising prices of homes or current mortgage rates uh, at, you know, almost all time lows. You need to make sure that you have your own personal finances in order before you make a decision like a big decision like this purely based on market factors. Yeah. And, and Matt, one other potential impact, again, we don't know of rising, rising interest rates is that it could cool off the housing market a little bit. That's true. And slow, at least. It the, could. The rate of home prices. But we don't know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you have to make these decisions based on your own situation, what you've got going on. Yep. And what else is going on, Matt? Well, student loan payments that's, may never resume. That's right. <laughs> or they'll that's, resume in May. It seems like we're on pace for them to never resume. So right. everybody with student loans are rejoicing. Exa- exactly. Yeah, it's like an early Christmas present to anybody who has federal student loans because instead of those student loans resuming, those payments resuming in February of next year, which is like, uh, you know, a, a rude awakening early after the year begins, for the time being, that a student loan payment moratorium has been extended until May 1st for all federal student loan borrowers. That's Right. And yeah, we'll see how long this can keeps getting kicked down the road. We'll report back if it extends any further. But for the time being, May 1st is going to be the date when your student loan payments will resume. That's right. Federal borrowers have another three months. Joel, let's keep moving. And, you know, even though there are a number of aspects of our lives that don't feel like they're quite back to normal yet, uh, there are parts of our financial lives that are returning to how they looked uh, pre-COVID. Most likely the final monthly child tax credit was deposited into your bank account last week. The, uh, the Build Back Better bill uh, didn't get passed. And so that means that those advanced payments that you've received every month, if you have kids, are going away. And unless uh, lawmakers are able to salvage the bill next year, you're also going to see the credit amount decrease by a thousand bucks if you have a kid who is under 17 years old. And it's decreasing by $1,600 if you have a kiddo who is younger than six. Yeah, we've all gotten used to a few different things in the pandemic, Matt, like having money deposited in our account every single month if you have a kiddo or multiple kiddos. And we're going to be getting weaned off of both of those things in the near future. We call this the great weaning. (laughs) (laughs) And and so, yeah, Build Back Better, really, it got blown up. Uh, Obviously, there's a lot of politics behind that. But when it comes to your finances, it's going to have a major impact there. And the, the reason we're mentioning this is because we don't want you to be blindsided once we round the corner into 2022 and you're like, wait a second, it's the 15th of the month. Where is that money that's been coming over the past six months? Uh, We don't want you to expect it and then not receive it. And uh, a lot of Americans have been receiving a lot of financial assistance. It's been showing up in your bank account, but 2022 is likely going to be the year of no more cash infusions. And it's Christmas Eve. What's done is done. But hopefully you didn't spend more than you should have this holiday season, right? Uh, banking on some of those some of those funds continuing, uh, thinking that you'll have plenty of money come January and February. But yeah, it can, it can be really difficult to taper back our spending once we've gotten used to a standard of living, once we've gotten yep. used to money being regularly deposited. But a lot of folks are going to need to take those steps to make sure that they're uh, staying within their new budget, which doesn't involve uh, yeah. the, the child tax credit continuing to be popped into their account every That's month. right. Uh, Joel, another casualty of that bill not passing, that e-bike tax credit. Uh, had that passed, couples making up to $150,000 would have been eligible for a $900 tax credit. So this is sad news for, <laughs> for everyone out there who was hoping that that would go through. Y'all know how much we love biking, and it turns out that we're not alone. Over the past 12 months, there was this 65% increase in bike sales uh, and a whopping 240% increase in e-bike sales. Yeah, so maybe that e-bike 
tax credit actually wasn't necessary, uh, but it would have been nice for everyone out there who was thinking about getting one to shave some of that cost off the top. Yeah, we think e-bikes. E-bikes are basically the most efficient form of transportation, right? Like I can't think of anything that's going to get you to and fro faster than an e-bike with using so little energy. But yeah, that tax credit uh, looks like it's gone away too with the failure of Build Back Better. And and Matt, yeah, when the average household spends, what what did we say, like something like $10,000 a year in transportation costs, yep. every little bit helps, like knocking a few hundred bucks, 900 bucks potentially off the cost of that e-bike is is helpful. And then not to mention how much less it's going to cost you to get around on that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, speaking of insane transportation costs, we've got a great car-related ludicrous headline for you. We'll get to that and more right after this break. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. That's why you listen to this podcast. And if you're looking to upgrade your wallet, you need to turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. If you're paying for vacations with whatever card is in your wallet, you could be missing out on miles you didn't even know you were leaving on the table. You can get a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? A hotel upgrade, lounge access... Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. I'm guessing that a lot of listeners are starting to solidify their summer travel plans. We always like to get the families together, Matt, for a week at the beach every single summer. We've already got that trip to St. Simons on the calendar. Pumped for that. But sometimes those vacations get expensive. So what better way to offset some of those costs than to have your home earning some money while you're away? That's right. Why let it sit empty when it could be earning extra income? It's the financially smart thing to do. So think it through. Maybe you've got some extra space in your home, or maybe you have an entire house to host. Or maybe you're just going on vacation and your home is sitting empty. In every case, you can Airbnb it. You already have the space, so it won't be a huge adjustment. I mean, the way I see it, if you're not using your space, you have two options. You can let it just sit there empty, or you do some optimizing and make some money off it. Really, if you think about it, you already have an Airbnb. You just need to start using it. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. And now a word from the show's sponsors at Betterment. Do you want your money to dream big? Do you want your money to be a total self-starter? Are you annoyed that your money doesn't work hard enough? Don't worry. Betterment is here to help. Betterment is the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Their automated technology is built to help maximize returns, meaning when you invest with Betterment, your money can auto-adjust as you get closer to your goal. Rebalance if your portfolio gets too far out of line and your dividends are automatically reinvested. That can increase the potential for compound returns. In other words, your money is breaking a sweat while you can be breaking bread. You'll never picture your money the same way again. Betterment, the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Investing involves risk. Performance is not guaranteed. Let's say you've been listening to the podcast and now you're finally ready to start implementing some of the uh, the financial morsels that we're dishing up. Maybe you are trying to save up some more money for a down payment on a house, or maybe there's a big vacation that you have been dying to take. Well, the Money App 
Monarch. They make it so easy to help you to reach your financial goals. That's why the Wall Street Journal, they named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, collaborate with your partner even. And now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash howtomoney. And you won't get spammed either. Monarch features ad-free privacy you can trust. They will never sell your data to third parties or show you ads. That's right, man. And after trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. It just makes sense. It works. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash howtomoney. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash howtomoney for your extended 30-day free trial. Go to monarchmoney.com slash howtomoney for an extended 30-day free trial. All right, we are back from the break. We're talking through our Friday flight, the different stories we came across this week. And Joel, it is now time for our ludicrous headline of the week. And this one comes from Motor Biscuit. Headline reads... Toyota is charging a monthly fee for something that used to be free. Outrageous. <laughs> Say it ain't so. I love how they're just like casting so much doubt, <laughs> like even just within the actual headline. But here's the scoop. Automaker Toyota, which, you know, for the most part, Toyota is a great company. Sure. Uh, but they're going to start ripping folks off if, <laughs> if they want to be able to uh, remote start Dirt their bags. vehicles. The price, it's going to be $8 a month or 80 bucks a year if you pay all at once. Yeah, if you want Netflix or to be able to remote start your car. <laughs> you make the call. <laughs> and you know, you're probably assuming that we don't like this and you are right. But the worst thing about this is that it doesn't just apply to new vehicles that are being sold. Because if that were the case, at least you, know, you would know up front you could choose to forego that feature altogether. Maybe even look for a different make and model in order to avoid uh, an additional unnecessary subscription in your life. But this is going to apply to all models uh, 2018 and newer. And so if you've had your, your toy, your Toyota car or truck for a few years, this new monthly fee could come as a shock. Yeah, I would say so, Matt. And, and I think part of the problem here is that companies everywhere are trying to figure out how to reach into our financial lives in order to get recurring dollars. Like instead of building something and selling it to you and having it work by itself um, as you see fit, they want to get recurring subscription dollars uh, every single month. And we we talked recently about BMW's plan to start charging a monthly fee for heated seats yeah, last year. So stupid. Which <laughs> felt similarly <laughs> ludicrous and ridiculous. Egregious. We didn't like that either. And yes, uh, this Toyota subscription has a lengthy free trial and it offers other benefits apart from just being able to remote start your vehicle. So it's not just this one trick pony. And one of those things is that you can monitor your kids driving. Yeah, I saw that. That's pretty which cool. Which sounds like potentially worthwhile to have a subscription for that. Um, it, it might be helpful if you've got yeah, multiple kids driving that car. But the move to make everything a subscription is bad for our collective personal finances. Mm -hmm. I'd rather have, personally, a dumber car that uh, costs me less money. And so mm -hmm. this is something that you'll have to think about when you go to buy a vehicle these days is, well, are there any things that this vehicle does that aren't included at the point of sale where I'm going to have to pay the auto manufacturers every single month to 
access a feature, I think we're going to see more and more of that. And we're all going to have to be wary and ask those questions before we sign on the dotted line. Yeah, which is fine. Again, if you know that ahead of time. And so, you know, the fact that they're making this retroactive basically on vehicles that a lot of people already own, that's the part that really kind of rubs us the wrong way. But uh, speaking of cars, Consumer Reports, they released their list of the most reliable car brands uh, just a few weeks ago. To be honest, not much has changed. <laughs> Lexus, Mazda, and our aforementioned Toyota, they are still the three most reliable auto manufacturers. Although the rankings, they did shift a little bit because Lexus, they took the, stop, the top spot this year. Uh, but it's worth sharing because reliability is something worth considering heavily when you're buying a car. Uh, and Consumer Reports, they do a, a really great job of actually digging into the reliability numbers of specific years, specific makes, uh, and different models of those makes. And so we wanted to share that because it's worth paying for access to you know something like Consumer Reports to make sure that you're buying a model that's going to hold up well in reliability rankings because there's a big discrepancy in the average annual repair bill between the most reliable models and the, the least reliable ones. So for example, a 10-year-old BMW is going to cost you over $1,000 to maintain every single year. Uh, and so we're kind of coming back to Toyota again. We're gonna, <laughs> we bashed them earlier, and now we're going to come back to them. Uh, whereas a 10-year-old Toyota, it's only going to cost you like 340 bucks every year to maintain. There's just a massive difference between uh, maintaining a Toyota, ma- maintaining a BMW, and we want you to be aware of that information before you get a really good deal on this BMW 3 Series and you think that, oh, I'm about to make the best decision of my life. <laughs> well, it, this decision might actually cost you you know, over 1000 bucks every single year. Right, yes. You definitely want to pay attention to that and yeah i mean it's it's really good to see that toyota ranks high in reliability and they rank low in how much it's going to cost you every year to drive an older toyota but it still doesn't undo my frustration with <laughs> what they're doing. Just don't get the, the remote start exactly. Uh, option. Exactly. But And I think it's also important, Matt, on the note of reliability. You know, We talk about this a lot, but it's, it's just so important, just as important now as it ever has been to keep your car in good shape. And especially, maybe even more than ever, because uh, with, with used car prices where they are right now, make sure to change your oil. Make sure to stay on top of the maintenance for that vehicle because it's cheaper to maintain it than it is to buy a new one. Could you imagine getting low on your coolant or something like that and just drive on the interstate and having basically totaling your car without realizing and then being forced to buy a, a new or used vehicle in this market in, in this market right I now i would be so upset yes myself <laughs> don't make that mistake no don't and, and yeah so if you need a new to you used car and you're only looking to purchase one of these top ranked reliable models we would say that's a good thing we want you to drive a car that is going to be less costly every year to run and to maintain well you still have to have that specific vehicle checked out by your mechanic before mm. Or you buy it, even if you're like, it's a Toyota, like Corolla, like these things don't die. That is maybe mostly true, but you still want to make sure that this particular one was was maintained well, and you want to have a trusted mechanic sign off on that and say, yes, it's in great shape, or no, look for another one. Um, and but yeah, generally. In, in the long run, buying a car that rates well in surveys like this one from Consumer Reports or you know other similar surveys from J.D. Power is going to bode well for you in the long run when it comes to how much money you're going to be spending every year to make sure that car continues to run well. That's right. And I will say, too, it depends on the, the make and the model because, actually, I noticed that the second most reliable vehicle was a Kia. Did you did you see that on there? It was okay. like a Kia Nero was like the second most reliable vehicle, whereas Kia, it's not even, you know, it's not listed as one of the top manufacturers. And so, 
it, it kind of depends on the specific vehicle. So True. yeah, kind of dive into those details. And, and the specific year sometimes. Like yeah, the first yeah. year of a particular make and model can be can have issues, and then it's mm-hmm. like the second year they got them all sorted out, and now it, it's great. That's right. Uh, all right, Joel, let's change things up a little bit. Let's talk about death. Ooh. Uh, yeah, getting a little you piqued sp- my interest. Spooky little nightmare before Christmas <laughs> <laughs> with the year. There's this article in the Wall Street Journal this week, and they said that millennials they're starting to write their wills. You know that the pandemic it's caused most of us to realize that we aren't superhuman uh, because we of course we're mortal uh, but it's Speak always for yourself. <laughs> it's, well, we, we mention this because it's it's difficult to get folks in their 20s and 30s to recognize the fact that they should have a will in place uh, and that's especially true if you have kids and it turns out only one in four folks within that age range actually have a will this is good though because you know this has risen a good bit since the start of covid but it's still pretty low and so if you're a how to money listener in this age range, this is something that you should prioritize doing as soon as possible. Uh, you don't want to be that person who you know has an estate, who has kids, who dies, and you don't have things listed out. Uh, if that happens, that means you die intestate. And everybody knows that you don't want to be intestate. No, you don't, no you nobody don't, wants that. You don't want to go there. That sounds like a bunch of headaches after you're gone <laughs> that you're creating for other people. As well as a disease. Which is actually, that's exact the exact reason to create a will. Yeah. It's, you know, you're going to be dead. Like, you're not going to realize it's what's happening. It's not for happening. you. It's, yes. for, it's for the folks you leave behind. Exactly. And just generally speaking, you want to avoid being intestate. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just going to say it as much as possible. There should be a marketing campaign around, you don't want to be intestate. That should be a whole uh, advertising campaign. Okay. Well, maybe one of our favorite websites where you can create a will, freewill.com, can can take this marketing opportunity and run with it. We'll co-op. Yes. And because the great thing, you know, we were talking earlier about refinancing your mortgage, and that's one of those things that people are like, it's going to take a long time. But at least the cool thing is you're potentially going to save hundreds of dollars uh, a month, uh, you know, or thousands of dollars a year. And it's like, all right, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll spend the time to do that. Well, with a will, you don't get that same immediate payoff, but you do get, yeah, that peace of mind to know that you're taking care of family, friends, and kiddos if you have them. And and yeah, we mentioned free will. That's a, a great site for folks who have really straightforward financial and family situations. And it costs you literally nothing to get that will made, which we like free. It's great. Oh, yeah. It literally takes about 20 minutes to do this will, to, to get through, go through all the steps. And so we would suggest jumping on it. If you are a person who has a more complex situation, if you've gone through a divorce, if you have a blended family, uh, you might want to go see a lawyer who specializes in wills and trusts. And yeah, it's going to take more time. It's going to cost more money, but it's going to be worth it in the end. And that's because, of course, you don't want to die intestate. <laughs> that's right? right, man. But uh, and I think, Matt, this is the perfect time to tell people just to, to put it on your calendar. Find a date yeah. and a time. You're like, you know what? Tuesday night's usually pretty chill for me. Um, if it takes 20 minutes uh, for someone who has one of those easier family situations, like put it on the calendar and just and make sure to get it done during this holiday season, maybe while you have a little bit of extra time on your hands. That's right. You can like even make it a themed night. Uh, <laughs> you can play some Will Smith, getting jiggy with it in the yes. background. You can plan to watch Free Willy uh, that evening as well. <laughs> you can wear your skeleton onesie. There's so many options. Uh, all right. One last story. Let's talk about travel. Because Joel, you know what's rough? Uh, renewing your passport. Do you have you renewed your passport recently? So I, think- I know that mine and Kate's are totally 100% expired. Oh uh, really? Yeah, we can't go anywhere for a while <laughs> until we get those things renewed. I think mine it probably has like a, a year left, which, okay. which means I've had it for almost 10 years. So yeah, I, yeah it's it's 
getting close to that time for me to renew it. Mine is definitely sitting there unused. And so if you want to renew your passport, you've got to send in a bunch of physical documents. It's a huge pain. It's very 1998, speaking of Will Smith. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But that isn't going to be the case for much longer because Joe Biden, he uh, just last week, he signed an executive order that's going to make renewing your passport online a thing within the next uh, six to 12 months. That's awesome. And so once this online passport renewal system goes live next year, we'll We'll be sure to mention it. Uh, but this is great news for those of us who love to travel, but hate how annoying uh, government systems, and specifically passport renewals, have been. And one other thing to keep in mind, the six-month rule, which is when oftentimes um, most countries won't let you in uh, on a passport if it is going to expire within six months of your last date of travel. And so you're probably looking at it and thinking, oh, six and a half months out, but you're planning to be there for like three weeks or something like that. Chances are they're not going to let you in. So that's something you do want to make sure that you have taken care of before you do some travel next year before things open back up. Yeah, that is one of those rules a lot of people don't know about. And it's one of the more frustrating rules in travel because you're like, really, the expiration date is six months sooner than it What's the point? says on the sheet of paper. Exactly. Yeah, that's a crappy thing about passport (laughs) expiration. But it's, yeah, important to know. And hopefully next time you need to renew your passport, hopefully you've got enough time left on it to take one more trip if you want to. And then uh, the next time you got to renew, it's going to be much easier. That's the hope. But uh, Matt, that's going to do it for this episode. And we're going to have all new How to Money episodes throughout the rest of this year. And of course, into January. It's important to note that a lot of podcasts, they're running repeats. You and I, we're not doing it. We'll save that for next year. <laughs> yeah. But this year, no, we got we got good, fresh content for you. We hope everyone has a, a great Christmas Eve, uh, a great Christmas tomorrow if you celebrate. And we will see you back here on Monday. Joel, until next time. Best friends out. Best friends out. Upswell Marketing would like to remind you that when customers choose your small business, they're really choosing you. So focus on super serving your existing customers and let Upswell handle the pipeline generation of new leads and customers. Upswell specializes in developing customized direct response campaigns and is now offering a no obligation free assessment of your current marketing strategies. Not to mention new customers also receive 15% off their first order when they mention that they heard about Upswell on this podcast. For more information, visit upswellmarketing.com. That's upswellmarketing.com. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues 
pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. That's right.